Hi, I'm Juan Galloway. And I'm Tracy Galloway. Welcome to our podcast, 36 Questions. This is an unscripted show where we candidly and spontaneously answer 36 questions that lead to love. These 36 questions were invented by psychologist Arthur Aaron, who created this exercise to help people be vulnerable in order to foster closeness and intimacy. We have been married since 1992 and have four awesome grown children together. We have both been in Christian leadership for over 30 years. We have been youth pastors, church planters, lead pastors, ministry school directors, nonprofit leaders, and are now missionaries. Yes, we are missionaries with youth with a mission. YWAM, the largest missions organization in the world, and are following our call to know God and make him known to the nations. You know, our hope is that as we dig deep into each other's lives, that you will be inspired to do the same. Let's dive in. Hey. Hello there. Here we are. It's been a while. It's, I think we say that every single time. It's yes. like it's always been a while because there's been so much well, so much going on. There's huge breaks in between recording. We're so bad. You're absolutely right. In fact, I'm going to look. The last time that we did this was January 9th. Wow. This is July, July. 10th. Wow. I had no idea. Me either. I honestly thought it was a couple months. Me too. I thought it was like three months. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Well. Okay, now I feel a little embarrassed. <laughs> it seems a little long to me. Well, the person gaps. listening, if they're going from episode to episode, it's only been like a day or a week. So for them, it's no big deal. Yeah, but for, for us, for I feel like we're dropping the ball pretty bad on this podcast. Yeah. Sorry to, to you listeners. We've let you down and I apologize. Oh, yeah. All six of them are just <laughs> crying their eyes out. So since our last podcast, we've been traveling around the world. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we always do these updates and they used to be small because there was just a little bit happening between, <laughs> but there's so much has happened. Yes. I don't even know where to start. Uh, you went to Africa. Yeah. I was in Cameroon for three weeks, um, uh, training pastors, local pastors and business leaders with, uh, with YWAM. We had a big YWAM team there. It was awesome but really hot, like 100 degrees. <laughs> yeah, it looked hot. It seemed but, hot. But it's amazing. Yeah. Loved it. And then we met, and then I flew um, from the Pacific, an isolated island on the Pacific. The Pacific Islands, a yes. mysterious island. Yeah, a mysterious island in the Pacific. Flew <laughs> all the way to uh, Europe and met up with you there. And I thought, oh, let's rest, because I had just had to move out of our place. Yeah, we lost our place while had, I was out of town. Well, we, we lost it because the person was selling it. Yeah. And so because they were selling it, I had to move. We were renting. And so I had to pack up all by myself, well, with a few friends, um, while you were in Africa, and Bummer. move everything into storage, and then fly to Europe to meet up with you. And I thought, you're exhausted from preaching in Africa in 100-whatever-degree heat, traveling in buses for eight hours at a time, <laughs> in Cameroon. And then I was exhausted from packing, and then I was also teaching here on campus, just right. tired. And so I thought, oh, let's take a nice break and rest. Like that would be a normal thing to do. But we kind of landed in a city in Europe. And so we ended up 
walking and touring the city constantly for those three days we had off. And I got to tell you, it almost, I mean, I could barely. But it was, I was so, so cool. Ugh, I was so tired. Yeah. I would have totally preferred going somewhere in the Alps and getting a cabin with like a big bed and a fireplace and a sofa and just sitting there and reading. Next like, time. That would have been the wise choice. Yeah. But it, I did have fun. I'm glad you had fun. Anyway. I didn't have as much fun. I missed you after three weeks in Africa. So Yeah. Yeah, we good. hit um, all together in two months' time after the Africa trip, we hit eight different countries, um, France, Switzerland, Austria, Netherlands, Germany, Italy, Belgium, Italy, Wait, that was at 07. So I guess eight was Cameroon coming from Africa. Yeah. Right? I guess so. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, seven European countries. Right. And if you include Africa, 16 different YWAM campuses where we were teaching or sharing or helping. Yeah. YWAM and is everywhere. So yeah. every country has multiple bases or campuses, I should say. When we, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Youth of the Mission. And we planned on just teaching and training and helping maybe at seven campuses. But as word spread that we were there... Um, and people wanted us to come, it just grew and grew and grew to 15, 16 with Africa. It was a lot. So we were pretty busy. So we were either driving for eight hours. In fact, we drove, I think we drove over 6,000 6, kilometers, kilometers um, on that one trip. And so we were, we were either driving for eight hours on our day off from one country to the next, or we were working. Yeah. <laughs> so it was constant. Yeah, it was a, it was busy, but very yeah. interesting to meet all these different people. Because, of course, at every base, whether it's Germany campus. or France, whatever, it was, of course, an international campus. So there was people there from Africa and Asia mm-hmm. and whatever, America, Canada. Yeah. You know, I think people don't understand that. You think if you're going to France, you're going to be around French people. At least. Yeah. And you think of mission. Yeah, there's like maybe you think maybe there's one or two from France, but a majority of everyone there is from all around the world. So, yes, we're traveling on Europe, but we're literally ministering to people from, yeah, Africa, South America, um, all over the world. India, every country you can think of is there a training to do missions and be launched out worldwide or reach that and reach their own, that country that the bay, yeah. the campus is in. You know, another thing I learned, I think when we were there, I think it's when we were in France, uh, one of the campus directors or leaders had told me, he said, you know, we don't have that many Christian materials in French. And I thought, Hmm, that kind of makes sense because not a lot of French people are number one Christian churchgoers. The evangelical uh, church is very small, almost non-existent in France and much of Europe. Like you get, you get in a car Tiny percentage, yeah. to, and you look up, where can I go to a, a Bible based Christian church? Right. And there, number one, there isn't one wherever you are. You have to drive two hours. And if you drive two hours and get there, it's probably in someone's house or a small little something. And maybe there's 20 people there. And then if you want to go to another one, you have to drive another two hours. And it was that way in Ireland. Remember right. in Ireland? Not the Catholic Church in Ireland, but, you know, uh, Protestant. Anyway, point being, it's like almost, it was non-existent back in the 80s. Okay. So now that we're in 2022, it's like even the grandparents didn't weren't raised in church. Like in the old days, you could say, oh, grandma and grandpa, they went to church back in the old days. But nowadays, 
nobody's gone to church. Nobody's church. And nobody knows anything about who's Moses. They don't know. Like, who's, like, there's just no knowledge at all. Yeah, it's and a so, post-Christian culture. Yeah, but extremely post to where people, you know, who's Noah? They don't know. I mean, there's really no education, Christian education. So it's interesting to be in that environment. And I'll finish with this. The fact that they said, you know, Christian books we have in French. He showed me, he said, these are all the ones I can find. And I looked at his bookshelf and it was a small little bookshelf with maybe 20 books or 15, which seems like a lot. But I'm telling you, and we have thousands and we've thousands, read thousands getting of churned books. out here every right. day in America in amazing sermons in our in our heart language of English. Right. Uh, you know, teachings on YouTube in our heart language of English. Right. They're not. It's hard to find teaching, training and preaching in those other languages. in French. And yeah. then in France, I realized, oh, my gosh, how many countries in Africa speak only French? Tons. Yeah. And other European nations like. Belgium, Switzerland. Yeah, uh, speak French. Yeah. And but these African countries, there's like twenty something or more countries. Yeah. I mean twenty something or more countries. They don't speak English. They only speak French. So a missionary has to go there who can speak French right. and teach. And there's hardly any books, hardly any training, hardly anybody who speaks French who's preaching. So anyway, I just yeah, thought we it was lear- really we interesting. We learned a lot, I mean, about these different countries and cultures. Yeah. Um, but I will say the cool thing is that some of these YWAM campuses are have major, like I think this summer they have a major outreach in the city of Paris. Yes. And people are coming from all over Europe mm-hmm. to, to be involved. Mm-hmm. And just a couple weeks ago, uh, YWAM put on a gigantic stadium event in Norway called The Send. It's not a stadium. Oh, well, it, well, it was an indoor stadium. Was it? Yeah. I don't know if it was that big, but it was big. It was the well, biggest it was like, event. It was like 10,000 people I, or something. I read that it was um, the biggest event in 20 years, the Christian event in 20 years in Norway. Yeah. So, so. new, like things are being reignited yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, and YWAM's doing a lot. So I thought that was neat. Yeah. Anyway, we were anyway, in Europe. We and were there. Now, and it sounds like you think, oh, Europe. You know, it's funny because people imagine when they were on vacation. So they think, oh. It's like when you're on vacation. Or an Instagram photo show. Right. <laughs> like, it's all like that. It was that way even in New York City. They're like, oh, you're in New York City. And they imagine their vacation in New York City. Not that we're in the Bronx sitting in a gutter talking with the homeless people. <laughs> or or that there's a team living in, like, a, a building, you know, sharing bathrooms. And, yeah, you know, everybody they, thinks of the romantic version of that country and, like, oh, that's amazing. You know, like, well, some of it's amazing. Sure. If you some go to the tourist. it's gritty. Yeah, if you go to the tourist area, it's amazing, just like wherever you live. If you go to the tourist area, it's wherever clean. you live, it's clean and nice, the best restaurant. But if you go to, like, the wrong side of the tracks, wherever you live. You can't even I find mean, a restaurant. It's, it's rough. <laughs> it's rough. So, for sure, I think I learned this on this trip, mm. and then we can move on. I learned that uh, we need to rest more. Because mm. I think we kept saying yes, yes, yes. And we know better. We know to say no. And um, we just kept saying yes and kept going and going. And that's sustainable for a short amount of time. Like if you're going for a month, maybe two or weeks. But that's not sustainable for long term. For living. years. Yeah. No way. So when we go back, we're definitely going to have a home base. We're going to rest in between. We're going to yeah. take days off so that we can last for the long haul. Because I think we pushed too hard and too fast for sure. Sounds good. Yeah. 
and um yeah but uh and definitely I want to stay somewhere that has a bathroom right next to my bedroom I cannot run down long hallways at night in the pitch black <laughs> to use a, a yeah. public restroom yeah, uh, we, where other people are walking in on you and it's dark <laughs> and you can't see. Yeah, community living on a missionary uh, campus is... is, is uh, it's, it's great because everyone's so amazing and awesome and it's like everywhere we went, everyone was super welcoming. But it's not fancy. Kind. <laughs> It was still nice. It was clean. It was, yeah. you know, everywhere we went, everybody was amazing. And we just loved it. We just felt at home everywhere we went. So welcomed. But I definitely need a bathroom. <laughs> I think at my age, I just need a bathroom closer to my bed because okay, I Granny. couldn't make it in time. <laughs> well, <laughs> I couldn't make it. I and, and we stayed in bunk beds a couple times and it's like, yeah. Yeah, like it's okay to suffer some, sure. And that's not even suffering to some. Like bunk beds, that sounds great. But if you're married, you know, you want to have a bed together. You want to have a bathroom. There's just some basics, I think, that I'm willing to go the extra mile to make sure we have a little bit more. um, (sighs) Well, it's interesting when you're on the road that how little private space you have because right. you're with people all the time yeah. and even with each other even if we had to grab a, a hotel room along the way in between mm-hmm. campuses you know we're just on top of each other there we're in the same room there's no yeah well, same room same car like, same little car in the same room 24 7 no in sofa the car all the time. not sitting on a sofa for two months i know right. it sounds dumb like yeah but it's just people different. around the world don't have sofas of right. course of course yeah but for us i think I just need to sit on a sofa like once a week. <laughs> That's all I need. That's all I need it's is like, a uh, sofa. Reminds me of um, the jerk. <laughs> all I need is this thermos and this folding chair. Okay, this is an old Steve Martin movie that is so old. It's got to be 1970s. Uh, it's not a Christian movie. No. Um, that's my uh, spoiler yeah, a few alert. few little dirty <laughs> scenes in there. But a funny movie. Anywho. Okay, so... We're back with 36 questions, and we are on question 25. And in the next 10 years, we're going to hit 36. <laughs> That's the good news, people. I almost want to record. for the long haul. We should just take one week and just get it done. Knock them all out. <laughs> get them all done. That's a funny idea. It's Instead Podcast of 36 week. questions, it's like 360 questions because <laughs> it's taking so long to finish. Yeah, and I know you guys have been waiting with bated breath for this next question. So we're on question 25. Mm-hmm. And here's the question. Get ready. Make three true we statements. Three? Yeah, make three true we statements each. Each one oh, of us is supposed each? to. Yeah. <sighs> That's six. For instance, it says, we are both in this room feeling blank. Okay. Okay. So originally, these questions were created for strangers to meet and get to know one another and get close. Because we have been close since I was 13 and you were 16, and now... You're turning 52 tomorrow. Happy birthday. Nice. Thank you. And I'm 49. Uh, we're oldies, oldie moldies. Um, but according to my grandmother, who was 96, and I told her I was old, she goes, <laughs> you're so young. Because <laughs> she was in her 90s. So anyway, these <laughs> questions are to, I think, connect with the other person and go, where are we at in the same space? How are we feeling the same thing about life or yeah. each other or whatever's around us. Okay. So 
So we could do one a piece back and forth. Why don't you start? Because I have to think. Okay. I, I'm not sure where to even go with that. Um, because, of course, this podcast is spontaneous and unplanned. Okay, so I have to come up with something I think that we're each feeling. Oh, so you have to, like, be in tune with my feelings. Exactly. Now you're getting it. Oh, I love it. So this is going to be brutal. <laughs> Harder for you, How probably. much can I mess this up? <laughs> Get, Get ready. ready. I'm going to get ready, the whip people. out and whip his hiney. Get ready, people. All right. Um. Okay. Um. Okay. <laughs> About okay, regarding our marriage. Okay. I'm feeling like we are in tune again. Mm. Like we've recalibrated, reharmonized. I feel closer like I'm getting things like we're getting each other more we're tracking mm. that's that I don't know if you feel that so you tell me if it's true but I, I feel a little bit I feel more. that way like most of the time oh okay but there are times where we don't feel close which is normal in any marriage or relationship disclaimer but yeah right now for sure yeah mm-hmm. so I think and I'll say why quickly is that recently I think we were not clicking and it was frustrating to me because I was like, oh, why, why aren't we clicking? Why aren't we communicating well? Why, you know, it's just like, this is weird because we're really close. We were clicking the whole time we were in Europe. Yes, we were. Good point. But I'm talking about recently. Oh, okay. And Europe, we've been back for a while. So uh, anyway, we had a heart to heart and I think I realized it clicked in my brain and I was praying about it too. I was like, God, please help me to, I know I don't get it. Help me to understand what is it I'm not getting. And we had a great discussion and I think I realized because our boys are with us and there's four of us Mm -hmm. and in the context this summer, I was not engaged mentally. It's like I was consumed with my own thoughts or whatever and I was being passive in making our relationships great. Like I was just, anyway, I just felt like a disconnect. And, and, and then once we talked and it's like, you didn't say I was, I was being passive. I, I felt like the Lord told me I that. I think I did tell you. Well, maybe you did. But anyway, I, I think you said something else, but then it went into my brain as, oh, I've been, I think I've been passive. Like the Holy Spirit was like helping me have understanding. And then I could stop doing that. I could kind of press in deeper and engage with the family and also you know when you have four people in one space you're kind of helping to mediate each other's relationships and help the other people understand each other and just being present anyway and so that really was like great to me I was like oh thank god you know because now I can do something I know what to do so anyway I've been feeling more connected and more like I said um in sync so but the but that doesn't answer the question the question was what are we both feeling how are we both feeling because so I've you don't feel that way i always feel connected and in sync oh that's right. just kind of my mo that's what i do is i connect with and me sync. you felt like we're on the same page just everything was awesome and oh well no i didn't feel like clicking was, well, i feel like we're clicking now but when it comes to so we the, are on the same page so I we feel are. like we're clicking but the whole being present is something that is not that's an 
That's an uh, additional add you're adding on to the question because that's not something that uh, I'm always, I always feel okay, pretty well, present. Uh, no, I wasn't saying that about you. Oh, okay. I was explaining my answer. Okay. Got it. Check. Okay. So something we're both feeling. Hmm. I think we both feel an extreme. Maybe mine's the extreme and yours is not so extreme. Hmm. It's interesting because as we talk about it, there are differences yeah. on the surface. But when you go deep... I mean, there's, there's, there's things that are the same on the surface, but as you go deep, maybe not as much. Okay. So, for example, I'll say the word extreme, and I think it's not extreme for you, but I feel it's extreme uh, wanting to um, have a good family with our boys while they're with us because they're only here for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And it won't ever be like this again, most likely, because right. our oldest son is... Graduated from college at Liberty University. is going to be getting a job and moving on. Yes. And so being together for months at a time with him probably will not be happening, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, so we both feel like we want to make it. We want to make it good, good and yeah. special and, and meaningful. True. And so we're trying like to connect with the boys one-on-one as a group, have fun, have w- talks, yeah. you know, all those things. I think we both have a strong desire yeah. to make sure that we don't m- miss anything and we get everything done that's important with our boys, you know? Yes. You feel that way too? Yeah. Um, I do. I do. I think you're right. So that's a high priority. And I think, you know, this podcast is a lot about being married in ministry. And it's so easy to get consumed with the work instead of the family. And I got to tell you, we're at that point now where our family is pretty much done. And I know we have another 25 years of ministry. And I'm so, I don't regret one minute that we spent with family instead of ministry. Mm-hmm. Not one second. I'm so glad that we really tried to prioritize our family in the midst of heavy ministry commitments. Um, because now they're all gone and we have plenty of time to do ministry. And uh, anyway, so even this summer, though, I, could, I saw ourselves getting buried in work um, once we got back even. And I was like, you know, even our kids were they were mentioning it like, hey, you're working a little too much. And so we committed for one weekend to put our phones down and not do anything but engage with them, which seems silly because they're 20 and 22. <laughs> it's not like they're like eight and nine, but it was just as important, right? Yeah. And I'm so glad we did that. And you think it's for the kids, but it's really for you. And it's really for us that we do that. So yes. we have to, but that's one of those things you have to watch every single week, every single day, because you can slip into it so easily and not realize, hey, Months have passed and I haven't really had a one-on-one date with my son or my daughter or I haven't really, yeah, time yeah. goes by so fast. All right. So that's mine. What's yours? <sighs> okay. I think that both of us regarding our future okay. feel both hopeful and <laughs> perplexed. Like we don't know exactly long-term where we'll live, where we'll put roots down. Short term. I mean, after De- after December 15th, we have no home again. Yeah. We'll be living out of suitcases. 
Yeah, and we have yeah. plans to go to Europe for maybe half the year next year, but will we stay there longer? Will we like it? Will be great? Right. Will we base more out of the Pacific Islands? You know, I feel hopeful. Yeah. But it's also, <laughs> it's a nomadic lifestyle. It is. And we, it's like we're always trying to embrace it. <sighs> and yet we still always wonder like, what are we going? What are we doing? <laughs> we're, we're busy doing stuff for the Lord. But it's it's a little more... Um, random then you just work one job all day nine to five and the, you know the same thing we do a lot of different things and uh, we're working all the time but i think the um th- yeah so that's a little announcement that we're considering living in europe half the time and here half the time the reason why when we're here we're on an isolated island and we can only have so much training and impact to the leadership and in ministry here, where when we were in Europe, it was like there's, I don't know, I'm gonna guess a hundred bases, a hundred campuses. There's so many, uh, at least. Yeah, and and all of them are welcoming us to come and teach and train and help the directors to be healthy and their leadership team to be healthy uh, in their private and public life. So many areas, emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially, everything. And so we we feel called to that. And so. We also have like a worldwide call. I feel like we're called to the whole world. Yeah. So if if it's Europe, I think it's just a season for Europe. I almost feel like we're going to hit every continent, every Ooh, area. Even Antarctica? Well, maybe not there. <laughs> but, you know, there's Asia, there's South America, Africa. Yeah. There's so many different countries. But I think we're starting there because the Ukrainian um, refugee situation is what called me there most recently. I really wanted to be there when that was happening. And I'm right. so glad because you have experience on leading a mission space during crisis situation right. with COVID-19 in New York City and everything else that we were able to help uh, provide some care and wisdom to leading a team and leading a campus during crisis. As people, a lot of the campuses are taking in Ukrainian refugees and helping people and trying to house mm. them. And what does that look like on the short term and the long term? Mm. And how do you keep your team healthy and not burning out and quitting? Um, how to care for them, make sure they have counseling, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, point being, Europe for now seems right. There's a lot of refugee work happening all throughout Europe. I mean, Germany took in a ton of refugees, even in the 2014 to 16 Syrian refugee crisis, taking in a ton from the Ukraine. So there's a lot of people who are literally been homeless and kind of our backpack experience is homelessness. We have a lot of experience in that and understanding how to get people from a place of being literally homeless to having a thriving life. And so we're able to implement that, I think, in the training in the campuses around Europe. Um, so, yeah, I feel called to Europe. And we've been doing ministry in Europe since we were young. Yeah, we were just looking at photos from 20-something years ago. I mean, yeah. 25 years years ago. ago. Yeah, somebody just sent us photos. What a blast from the UK ministry we did all around the UK. Yeah. Yeah. England and Ireland with your Christian band. And we were doing YWAM dramas, staying at YWAM bases then. We were doing evangelism. Yeah. And we always loved it. I think, how many times have we been to Europe to do ministry? I think you've been four and I've been three. I think think maybe I've been five times now. Maybe I've been four. One, two, something like that. Four or five times we've yeah. been there. But each time we've been there, we felt like, yeah, this is right. Yeah, so, it's been good. so, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think we're on the same page about going to Europe. Um, will we be there long term? I don't know. 
Will we be there? What country? We don't know. Where will we live? We don't know. We're like the apostles. Spirit, which country do you want us to go to? <laughs> go to Asia. <laughs> Maybe we'll go to Greece. Don't go there <laughs> or whatever, you know. I have to say our lifestyle is more like the disciples. And I don't mean to try to say I'm like the disciples. You're okay? just like the <laughs> disciples. <laughs> But you're amazing. No, no. But the whole thing of like just like traveling from town to town, village to village, country to country, country to country, and doing ministry. Yeah. Just wherever God leads us, that's very much so that way. Yeah. Okay. So, I you answered. Last? Yeah, I did. Oh, I did answer crud. last. We've done three now. Okay. So number four, you're on. Oh crud! What are, what are we feeling? Hmm. What, what's the question again? Read it to me. Oh, oh sorry. I pull your phone out. Yeah, that's Read rough. It to me. Make three true we statements each. Okay. For example, we're both in this room feeling. Okay. So the first one was we are uh, on the same page. That's what you said. I said we are. Reconnected, resynced. Yeah, yes. you said we are resynced. I said we are really caring about our, our, our family and our boys and trying to really engage with them while they're home this summer. And, and then, then you said we are on the same page. Oh. Uh, I said we're both feeling optimistic, positive about the future, but also perplexed like we don't know it. I know. And so we're trying to embrace that reality. It's a weird reality. reality. I don't think that reality is going to change, to be honest. I feel like we're not going to know what's going on for a long time. I reject that. (laughs) (laughs) I reject that. I just think it's part of the lifestyle. But okay. We are. Okay. So we talked about family. We talked about marriage. Talked about. Our future. How are we feeling about our space, maybe? <sighs> our space. We are thankful to have a bed and a sofa and even a television with Netflix. That is like, wow, incredible. You know, <laughs> you think TV's no big deal because you're used to it. But when you travel in Europe and you go through 60 channels, none of which you can understand what they're saying because it's in Italian or it's in German. And you're like, I don't like television here. (laughs) There's nothing. Like every European country had their own game shows. Yeah. And I'd watch it with you, and we don't know what they're saying. We don't know what's going on. It was kind of funny. They're laughing. Or when you go to the doctor and you're in trouble and you're going to the emergency room and you're trying to tell them what's wrong and nobody speaks English. And I was using Google Translate. (laughs) Like, I have a pain in my eye. It feels like sand. And then it's like, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, oh, okay. Or you're trying to get a sandwich, but they don't eat sandwiches in that country. (laughs) There's no such thing. Right. (laughs) Or you order a taco, and it's not a taco. It's some Middle Eastern pita thing. With with French fries stuffed in the middle. (laughs) With French fries. You're like, this is a French (laughs) taco? This is a taco? What is this? All right, anyway, we're getting off topic. Uh, oh, how do we feel about our space? I feel very thankful for our space. But, um, how do we feel? Oh, how do we feel? Yeah. Do you care that, like, nothing we, nothing in our space is ours? Like, that still we live out of three suitcases and everything in here is somebody else's stuff? Or do you not care? Um, I'm, I'm thankful for the few things we do have that are ours that are in this space. I think the only thing I have that's mine are my shoes and my clothes. And maybe some wooden bowls I got at Walmart. Yeah, we There's don't have much. a lot, but we have a couple little things. I don't know. Like when we were traveling in Europe, I didn't have this recording equipment, so we could not record a podcast. I know. Wouldn't it have been cool, guys? I'm talking to the listener. Wouldn't it have been cool? To 
to record our podcast in Switzerland. It would have sounded French. so much more exotic <laughs> when they listened. Just knowing we were in a different country. But yeah, we had no recording equipment. and then Because it was too heavy because our bags had to stay under 50 pounds. I wonder if even the plugs would handle the... The plugs well, we had adapters it? and oh, all that. Okay. I don't, how do we feel about... Oh, I know how we agree about space. Okay. We both don't like how we have to be very quiet because there's people living uh, above us, below us, ro- on either side of us. So and because true. it's so incredibly hot here on this tropical island... Um, all the windows are open all the time with a fan hitting you 24-7. Otherwise, you get so sweaty, it's disgusting. So, so you have to be quiet because the windows are open and everybody can hear you. Yeah. And so the fact that you have to sit, like wherever you're sitting, you have to carry the fan with you and turn it on. <laughs> and you have to not be loud. And Juan is so loud, guys. You and I, are and so I apologize loud. for it. I come from a loud family. It's not my fault. Oh, it's my DNA. It's not just you're talking. Like when you walk, you literally hear boom. Boom, boom. And you're not a heavy person, but you walk with your heels. Anyway, I, I don't think mean to. I think we agree that it's a little it causes tension to be in a hot yes. space where you have to be quiet all the time and you and it's hot. It's real well, hot. It's hard going from a house where it's your own space. You can do anything you want. Total freedom. Yeah. And then you have to be sensitive because there's people on four sides of us right now. Right. With all the wind- with everyone's windows <laughs> all the way open because otherwise you can't breathe. So it, all the windows for so everyone. So they're all listening to us podcast right now. Everyone can hear us <laughs> right now. It's true. And when people light up their joint, it fills the whole space. Wait, so wait. I smell joints two or three times a day. Does it relax you? Or what? <laughs> why do you bring that up? I don't understand. <laughs> it's not my favorite. Yeah. It's not my favorite. I think I'd be okay if it wasn't for the pot. What's worse, if they're smoking cigarettes out on their lanai or uh, they're marijuana? Both, both are bad to Both me. repugnant, right? I think so. Yeah. Maybe that's pretty bad. So then, Trace, what she does, she picks up the fan, which is blowing on her. She turns it around so it blows out the window, <laughs> the smell. To get the smell out. But then you get really hot and sweaty until they're done with their joint. Hashtag missionary life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Okay, see. So... Thank you for sharing that. And I would say now would be a good time to do the book of the week. <gasps> oh, the book of the week. Or the book of the six month. I forgot about Whatever. it. Okay, yeah. All right. So this book, ironically, is by someone who inspired us to start this podcast. It's funny, we were reading another one of her books, and it mentioned 36 questions in the book, and we thought, What's huh, that? Let's what's look that? it up. Yeah, we looked it up, and then if you started with Podcast One, I'm sorry, I really am. We literally downloaded a podcast app on Juan's cell phone and said, let's do a podcast for fun and see what happens. And talked into the cell phone. And we talked into the cell phone for the first... Not the best quality. Really bad quality. And then each podcast, the first five were a little rocky, and then we actually had microphones and right. got better but anyway point being this is the person that inspired it go ahead go okay so the name of the book is find your people building deep community in a lonely world by jenny allen yay jenny allen so uh yeah we read her other book which i forget the name of and i'm sure we recommended it it was great <laughs> i've read like so all of her books, so I'm not sure which one it was. Um, but this book, I'll read a little of the back. All too often, we're tempted to do life alone, whether because we're so busy or because relationships feel risky and hard. But science confirms that consistent, meaningful connection with others is crucial to our mental and spiritual health. We are meant to live known and loved. 
And yet so many of us are hiding behind emotional walls that we're experiencing an epidemic of loneliness. So you bought this book mm-hmm. and we've been reading it together. Yeah. Um, every day we'll read like a chapter or half a chapter or whatever and talk about it. But it's been so good, like reminding me, oh my gosh, to be a healthy person emotionally, spiritually, whatever, mentally, I need to have friends. And this is so obvious, but when we live in a transient lifestyle like we have, yeah, we don't, it's not like we have the same neighbors because we keep moving or True. the same coworkers because our coworkers go leave and go to other countries. Every three months, everyone leaves <laughs> on mission yeah. somewhere in the world. Yeah. So when I read this, I was like, oh yeah, oh man. And so I actually have been intentionally trying to go out and connect with people at our mission campus here at church. Mm-hmm. I told you this morning, like we need to go to the small group once a week, you know, like we're, which is crazy. You would never say that before no. because you're not a small group kind of guy, I'm not. but I think it's cause you're reading this book. You're yeah, like, I, I need it. I need it. It's true. And, and you I, do need it. You and, just didn't know you and, needed it. You read the book. Well, yeah, it was a reminder. I did know, but it's like, I forgot. So, right. yeah. So I am, um, I'm trying to be very intentional about this area of my life and my, my spiritual walk is to um, get closer and deeper with friends. Mm. And you know, it was cool yesterday out of the blue. I called a friend who doesn't live close by He's in California. And I just was calling just to catch up. I had no agenda. Just, Hey, how are you doing this and that? And he said, Hey, why don't we get together this Christmas, you know, or after Christmas and the families. And I was like, it's like he extended himself. He said, Hey, why I said, why don't we talk some more so often at the end of the phone call? He goes, how about we talk every week? And I was like, wow, wow, this is like the book. You know, <laughs> I was like, look, God knows my heart and people are responding to me. Yeah. Like, thank you, Lord. It was just like a little wink or Aww, something. Everybody loves you, Juan. They do. Everywhere we go, everyone loves you, wants Please, to be your friend. Please, if you're out there and you love me, will you let me know? I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Drop me a line. Email me. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me too, it's been hard to make friends. Um, I don't know why. Maybe there's well, something wrong with me I'm not aware of. No. Tell me if there's something wrong with me so I can fix it. All right. Well, let me get out my list. Hold on. <laughs> Got to find it. That's too long. I, pile it I up feel in the like back. I'm real nice to everybody. I don't know. You why. are. You know... I here's here's so I'm going to give one little tidbit from the last chapter. Okay. She said a lot of us are sitting around waiting for our BFFs to like fall out of the sky. Or we find somebody we like and we're like we expect them to be our everything, to cover all the bases of what we need a friend, to laugh together, to have intellectual discussions, to have deep spiritual thing, whatever. And she said, "You know, you need more like a village of people that you're connected to, and then out of them you're going to have multiple people that kind of fill different needs in your life and you will fill a need in their life. So you're not trying to cram all your meaningful relationships into one person or two people. And I thought that was pretty insightful. Yeah, that's true. It was good. It's, it's, it's true. You're gonna have your fun friends that want to do fun stuff and your serious friends who are serious and you can't expect your serious to be fun and your fun to be serious necessarily. Right. Just get different kinds of friends. Yeah, that was really good advice. That kind of set me free because I kind of want the perfect friend. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh yeah, that, that, that doesn't exist necessarily. You know what I think has been challenging for me is what? I grew up and all my friends were guys. I just was kind of a tomboy mm-hmm. and I, and in fact, you were my best friend. 
even though you liked me right away I and dated me. Like to still think I am. <laughs> You're my best friend, but f- boys were always my f- go-to choice for friends. I just get along well with boys, um, girls too, but boys especially. I don't. I don't know why. Uh-huh. I just is the way I am. Anyway, but in Christian culture, it's not appropriate to have a friend that's a boy if you're a girl, if you're married. Um, and of course I agree with that. Like, I don't want you going out and being a friend with some girl. Like you're not allowed to be with any girl alone ever. And neither am I. That's not you. But I think it kind of, there is one girl I like to be alone with. (laughs) She's beautiful. And I like to hold her and squeeze her. And she's my granddaughter, Hosanna. She's (laughs) only nine months old, but I just can't get enough of that (laughs) little butterball. She's adorable. Yeah. So anyway, so I think, Maybe we need to have friends together so that way I can be friends with guys and girls. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're so antisocial, that doesn't happen. I apologize. And so, therefore, it's been kind of a damper. So, if we could grow in one thing that we could agree on one day, that would be to have more friends. Yeah. As a so, um, I do want to recommend this book. I am enjoying it. I think she's very good communicator, good writer. Mm-hmm. And. She's tackling something that I don't think is really being, I haven't heard a lot about this. Like she's actually giving some insight that I don't usually hear at church on a Sunday morning sermon or something like that or a book I read. I also think the name Find Your People applies to us right now because we're literally traveling from campus to campus to campus around the world like, do we belong here? (laughs) Do we belong here? Do you like me? Do you like me? (laughs) Will you be my friend? Do you want us to go Check yes, no, or maybe. (laughs) We uh, made so many friends, and you know we've been actually now zooming, <laughs> zoom calling with people back in Europe. Yeah. It's been so fun. It's been good, and we have friends we get here a kick too. Out of it. We have friends here too. All right, that's enough book review. My gosh, we're going along today. Well, enjoy that book, people. Find your people, people. Get on it. Don't be lonely. Jenny Allen, she's pretty awesome. And we're back. Whose turn is it? <sighs> I think you said about our space, we feel... Oh, not great about it. So we did but four, thankful. and we're supposed to do three apiece, so I guess we have two more to go. <sighs> this is the longest episode ever. Yes. I think it's because... It's a bonus episode, honey. Yeah. Extended That's what this edit. is. This is a double cut. bonus episode, because it's been six months. We're doubling it up. You're getting like a lot for your money here. I think it's because these questions weren't meant for a podcast necessarily. They were meant for just life. And uh, so much better in a podcast. Oh, yeah. You're so lucky to learn this stuff. <laughs> lucky, lucky, lucky duck. All right. Let me see. Um, Your turn. It's tough, isn't it? Okay. What? Going to be vulnerable. In this gigantic world of YWAM, which is the biggest missions organization in the world, 1,800 campuses in 180 countries, pretty much every nation and language, you know, is represented. Right. We had this old life in America. Yeah. In the mainland of America. Mm -hmm. And now we're bouncing around. And I think we're both feeling like, where do we fit in this new paradigm? (sighs) Yeah. That's so diverse, and that's one of the reasons we love it. Love diversity. It's our but number yet, one thing. How do we fit into this big, complex, amazing, diverse, 
world of YWAM, uh, yeah, when we're finding our place, <sighs> our niche, right? Our people. We're kind of, I mean, we're doing stuff, but yeah, there's definitely any other job in the world they actually bring you in to do a job and they say, here, do this job. Here's a job description. Or, hey, you're here? Great. Can you do this job? That has never happened for us. It's more like, what is the Lord telling you to do? And we're like, oh, we have to ask God? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so we're doing everything we feel like God's telling us to do. But it's like the Lord is not a corporate. It's like the Lord is not a CEO that gives you like some... It's like a checklist. It's almost like he's not American. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's more of a, a faith journey. I'll say it that way. Yeah. And But I, I do feel I was praying the other day and I did feel like he's telling me I'm resetting. I'm rebooting you mm. like in the past. What you did and the way you ordered your life and your time and et cetera, et cetera. It was good. And it was to achieve the purposes you were doing. Right. But in this new paradigm, you can't do things the way you were doing it. You can't because you we're change. not working in America anymore. Right. And so we can't do things in an American system or way because that doesn't work in other cultures. Yeah. And it's just a different paradigm. I don't know how to say it, but you have to be, I mean, as a mi- missionary, you have to be incredibly flexible. Ugh. Things do not happen quickly the Ugh. way you want them, like the way they used to back in America. Yeah. You can't access everything you need. Nope. Um, you may show up to do ministry at in some environment and go, oh, it's totally different. Right. I have to change everything. This happened to me just recently. I was in Cameroon, Africa. I arrive. I fly in that night. I'm 12 hours difference. Okay. So I'm jet lagged. And the, the pastor picks me up at the airport. He drops me off at the hotel. And he says, I'll pick you up in the morning for church. And I said, oh, great. And I said, oh, he's walking out the door. I said, before you go, did you want me to do anything tomorrow? At church, he goes, oh, you're bringing the message. And I was like, ah, I'm glad I asked because I had this little idea that maybe you would want that. But it wasn't planned. Nobody told me. It's because you've been to Africa so many times. You knew there was a possibility they're going to have you preach. But otherwise, you would have showed up and they'd be like, you're preaching. You'd be like, okay. Right. So, and guess what? I had a message prepared because I knew I'm coming to Africa. Some church may ask me to preach. Right. So I prayed and had a message. But then I get to the... Now, this is, I feel silly telling this story, but we showed up. It's in a very impoverished area, dirt, you know, everywhere, uh, very dusty, uh, ramshackle kind of neighborhood. Which is normal. Yeah, it's of not course. like, yeah. A- anyway, and so there's this very primitive building, mm-hmm. and there were, it was made of boards, and there's big cracks through the boards. So mm-hmm. when you're inside, you see the sunlight bleeding through all the cracks. Okay. okay. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm used to preaching in America for so long. I'm thinking, oh, I'll use some slides and PowerPoint and I'll have this great joke. And anyway, and then I get there and I'm like, oh, what was I thinking? There's no projector. There's no there's PowerPoint. No, there's no computer. Your joke won't work here. I, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I was like, okay, scrap half my message. Yeah. And then go, Lord, what can I do for this moment for these people? Right. And it wasn't a big church. There was maybe 30, 40 people. Mm-hmm. And it turned out awesome. The Good. Lord moved and I had to translate to French you know, the pastor anyway. And it must have been which hot. And also it was all day at these things. <laughs> <laughs> so that, but that's what I mean. We have to pivot on a, on a moment's notice in this new life. And it's yeah. very, it's un- that way it's, every it's day. It's unregimented. It's true. It's that way every day, even here. Every day is yes. different. Exactly. There's different things happening and situations arising. They handle and I mean, sometimes we're coaching 
young leaders of very deep personal issues or even traumas or things like that. Other times we're up in front of a group teaching classes, uh, leading worship. I mean, it, it's like so diverse, the amount of things we're doing. Mm. And for you, your personality is so structured. Like you're very much, I like to eat the same thing every yes. day. I like to wear the same clothes. I yes. like to do the same thing every day. So this, this has been, I am so impressed by you. I just have to give well. you, I want to clap. I'm going to set down the microphone. Here, I'm setting it down. I want to clap for you. <laughs> I hear the crowd. <laughs> because you've had to adjust what comes natural and comfortable to you yeah. to the extreme every day of your life now. Yeah, and I used to have a regimented lifestyle. Yeah, so it's it's been, you know, you you, you can teach an old dog new tricks. Well, you saying I'm old? <laughs> I'm 52. Tomorrow. All right. So, okay. So, what's the the we statement? We are spontaneously. I said that we, we are, are um, finding our place in a huge organization. Yeah, that we're finding our place in this new paradigm. New paradigm of YWAM. Yes. Which is so everything. <laughs> yeah, finding our place. Yeah. I think our place is just leaning into Jesus every day and doing whatever he says. I know, but I like to have to-do lists and things. I know. I know. Which I do. It's going to be okay. Thanks. All right. So my turn. Is this the last one? It is. Oh, thank God. Bring us home, baby. Okay. I haven't even thought of it. I've been so busy chatting with you. (laughs) You're in the moment. We're really feeling something, aren't we? Are we (laughs) feeling something right now? I just live in the moment all the time. Um, we are both. Oh, I got one. Ooh. You're going to hate it. <laughs> we are both overweight. <laughs> and feeling like. Had to go there. We need to lose weight. I don't know why. I feel like we don't eat that much. But for some reason. I've been feeling like eating ice cream and chips and. Lattes and chocolates with cookies. Well, you're I've worse been feeling than me. lots of things. But I mean, I know that we want to be healthy leaders, right? We want to yeah. be mo- emotionally, spiritually, physically. Now, for physically, for me, it means I mean, I can't go do what's this thing they do? Respect the corners where CrossFit. they're CrossFit. CrossFit. Like, I can't do that because of my um, health issues from my past. Listen to older episodes so you know. But I can walk every day. Well, you know, we made a vow, or I don't know, vow, that sounds heavy. Like, we decided, hey, let's walk every day. And we did it. And then the next week, almost, or within a couple, you hurt your back. I did hurt my back. And for a week, we just couldn't do it. Yeah, maybe we can start tomorrow. But tomorrow's the day. It's my birthday. Let's okay. go for a walk. We'll go for a walk. But going for a walk here, you guys, we live on the <laughs> side of a, a we live on the side of a volcano. Yeah. So you're walking up a volcano. It's kind of hard. Okay, anyway, so. Um, so we're feeling chubby. Feeling chubby. We're both feeling chubby. And I think it's partially because we're getting older. And so even if we cut back on our food and even if we exercise, we're still chubby. Yeah, the metabolism has gone. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> I don't know. It's incredible. I mean, I I mean, literally every day I'm drinking a vegetable juice for lunch, usually. Maybe not today. I I'm drinking much. a shake. I'm Give just kidding. Shake. You are not. <laughs> I'm not. Anyway, we're both feeling chubby. <laughs> so I want to end on that. <laughs> I hope I hope you feel like better about yourself out there. Yeah, maybe feel good about yourself hearing about our chub. Yeah. But 
I always say XXL, the size XXL stands for extra, extra lovely or extra lovely. Or maybe you're just lovely. I don't know. And if you're an M, I have no word for you. So too bad. Marvelous. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard because then people see you differently even. You know, they look at you and they see a, a chubby old person and you're like, oh, well, just like, a, you know, a year and a half ago or two years ago, I was pretty slim and fit and doing good. COVID is what really started it. The COVID body. I did a whole blog about COVID body. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I think people feel so bad about themselves and I don't want to feel bad about myself. I did more exercise during the COVID year than ever before. <laughs> Because really? I was so cooped up. I was like out with my son walking every day, doing weights. Oh, yeah. You guys were like doing we were, that. We were doing daily yeah, workouts I just for sick. our mental health. Well, anyway, I... Uh, my COVID body was I did scary. actually... You know, my COVID body, it was really good, is after I almost died and had COVID, <laughs> I, lost, I lost 40 pounds because I didn't eat for a month because I was dying, but that's not to be desired, right? No. No. Getting sick's not fun. No. All right. Anyway, so... Yeah, we're both feeling chubby. I don't know what to do. We'll let keep me just, doing our best. Let me end it with one great seventh, the perfect number okay. feeling. We're feeling in love. Oh, yeah, we do. And we're feeling like we're a team and we're made for each other. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah, we're a team. And uh, I encourage you with whoever you live with or whoever your spouse is or whoever your kids are, or your brothers, or your sisters your moms, your dads, your kids, your grandparents, that you can feel like a team with them too, the people at your church. And the way you do that is you ask them questions, spend time with them and talk and uh, get together. Find your people. Find your people, guys. And uh, until then, we'll be your podcast people. That's right. So even if you have no friends, you can listen to us and kind of feel like maybe you do. Yeah, it's kind of a trick. But, uh, it's th yeah, I think a lot too much. Okay, this is going to take me another direction before we end. But if there all your go. friends or podcasts or online friends or video game friends, I understand it feels real. It does. Or artificial intelligence friends. That's yeah. a thing, too. Yeah, it's kind of like filling a hole with something, but it doesn't really fill it. Mm. It doesn't really fill it because you need physical touch. Mm. Our daughter started this thing because she's super into like online stuff. She started this thing with her friends called Touch Grass Tuesdays. And <laughs> it's where all the computer geeks go outside and touch and grass. And they touch grass on <laughs> Touch Grass Tuesday. They hang out at a park or they just do something where they're actually take off their shoes and they're in the grass to kind of like get in touch with nature and not just be in front of a screen all the time. I think that was genius. That is it just is. the best idea ever. Yeah. Anyway, so, so do yeah. that. Go touch some grass, people. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Get ready for next time, episode twenty six. At this rate it'll be Christmas. And who knows where we'll 2022. be two thousand twenty two. But we'll see you soon. Bye.